Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I am Jeff Randall. Welcome, my friends. We are here to discuss Iron Fist Episode 12. Oh, man, we're right at the end. We really are. We're at the end of this Iron Fist adventure. Uh, so this was a big episode. It was a big confrontation. Uh, Bakuto, uh, just spoiler alert, as always. Um <laughs> Bakudo uh, tracks down the Meachums and forces them to stand there while, uh, as, as, uh, as, as, what's the word I'm looking for? Hostages. Yeah. It's, it's a, not a hard word to think of. Um, <laughs> stand there as hostages to get Danny Rand to give himself over so that whoever works within the hand that wants to work with Danny. Someone which, very excited to work with them. Interesting. So that's interesting. Who do you think? Who do you think it is? Oh, I don't know. My, my random guess was his father. Because I've just been expecting his father to pop up. Because we know his mother got ripped from the plane. Yeah. Uh, but his father crashed with him. I keep thinking, like... Died in his arms kind of thing. What if his father wasn't the good man he thought he was? You know, that he kept talking about he, he raised him. Although that would add to the confusion of who is Danny Rand. Like, <laughs> right. Danny Rand's this man who was raised well by his father. What if his father was a hand uh, whatever? <laughs> his father was actually not a good guy. Not at all. Maybe. I don't know. That's a random guess, but that's wild speculation. It'd be really weird if it was like a drugged up uh, Orson Randall. Right. You know, because he was all like, I don't follow that path. Screw all that Iron Fist stuff. I'm no. going to go get high in an opium den. Right. Orson Randall from comics. Previous Iron Fist, of course. So. Yeah. yeah. I think it's got to be somebody we... It's got to be somebody we know. It's got to be somebody from the show. You would think. You would think. And Nobu's dead. He did have his head... Lo- he we, did, na- we do we now, now know. Confirmed. Head cut off does kill. Yes, and we now know that... Does perma kill. Yeah. So, all right. that that This episode actually explained a lot, even in Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. It wrapped up some loose ends everywhere. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I forgot to say the episode's name. It's Bar the Big Boss. Bar the Big Boss. I like alliteration, and this this one delivers. Yeah. Bar the Big Boss. Who's the Big Boss, you think? I mean, it could be anything, really. Because, like, Harold's the Big Boss of the Meachams, and he's awful, yeah. and Bakudo's the, the Big Boss of his section of the hand. <laughs> when Harold uh, did a fake cough to mock the guy in the emergency room, Yeah, that was real funny. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. It's like, what a dick. Oh, man. Harold's really a dick. You know what's worse is right before he did the fake cough, I did the fake cough to kind of be like, eh, eh. And then he did it, and I was like, oh, I'm a dick. Oh, yeah, you're you're a, you're a real Harold Meacham type. Man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, Why? So we got a lot of character development here uh, between... Danny, Davos, Colleen, and Bakudo. Uh, Colleen kills Bakudo. No, no. Oh, that's true. That's true. No. She does. She wounds him. She wounds him probably mortally, but says they're going to take him to a doctor and get him arrested. Yeah. But then. But then Davos runs up and stabs him in the heart. He's like, I do. When I take him, when, when you put him down, they get back up. <laughs> 
Davos the Punisher? Yeah. I want Davos and the Punisher oh, to have a team-up series. I love that so much. <laughs> They're like, I like a Punisher maybe more than Daredevil, and I like Davos definitely more than Danny Rand. So, like, yeah, I want that series. <laughs> um, see, and that's the thing. The, this whole... I don't know. I know it's a hero thing, but the whole, like, I don't kill thing. It's one thing, like, for that to be a character, like, character trait. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's Batman. Batman doesn't kill. I know in the new stuff he does, and I don't like it. Right. Uh, but to me, I I grew up on a Batman who doesn't kill. It's like the line he won't cross. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the one thing that separates him from the scum that he beats up. And that's fine if you have that as part of your hero. But I really, it's it's something they always work into, like, almost every hero series. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, eh. <laughs> Heroes don't kill. Like, like, you know, some of them do. Sometimes you gotta, though. Sometimes it's the best thing to do. And I get it, you're not, you don't want to be judge, jury, executioner. But just... He's not judge, judy, and executioner. <laughs> judge, judy, and executioner. What is that from? That's from Hot Fuzz. <laughs> I really uh, I love that movie that's a so great much. Movie. It's a great movie. Um, I don't know. I get it. I get it. It's it's like you got to have a moral center somewhere on the show. Yeah, but you're might facing as well be in the these, hero. You're really literally facing zombie ninjas. Like <laughs> that's what the show is about. It's okay to put them down for good. This show is about zombie ninjas, and I just feel like. Well, it's not <sighs> entirely about zombie ninjas sure. because of what Bakudo said. Uh, that's it's a gift that we give to a very few, a very few, and it seems like only the the trusted leaders of the hand are the ones that are given the gift of resurrection or self resurrection or whatever, or whoever they need to give it to for their purposes. Like Harold was given it because right because of a deal that he struck. Yeah, well, it just made sense for them to. Uh, give him his life back so he, they can control his company. Right, right. Like, we'll give you your life back, but we're at the helm. Seems like a long way to go. It seems like they could have just tried to make a deal with Ward. Right. Maybe Ward was too young. Probably Ward. Ward was probably too young at that point. At that point, yeah. He was 13. Was he? Well, Ward's a little bit older, so he may have been 17. Okay. 17, 18, somewhere in that range. Because Danny was 10. Three years later, Harold dies. Oh, wow. Okay. Gotcha. So, I loved Colleen facing off with her sensei. Oh, that was such a good fight! Oh, in the good. rain! And her, like, yeah. when he's like, you're only as strong as your weapon. And and he breaks it, and it goes flying up, and she does some epic ninja shit and just kicks it into his leg. That was awesome. That was so awesome! No, it's how you use your weapon. Oh! Um, it's yeah. not the... <laughs> it's not the size it's of the It's not the size of the ship. It's the motion of the ocean. That's right. Colleen's yeah. got the motion of the ocean. Yeah, she does. On her side. So yeah. <laughs> I get really excited. Yeah. It was it was great. It I was an exciting that. part. I love that kick kick would kick the uh blade into his leg. That was really amazing. It, there's no way that could actually happen though. No? No, there's no way yeah, that yeah, that's you're, realistic. You're right, you're right. I mean, it could happen. But it was epic. You'd have to it'd just be real, real difficult. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've seen people do some crazy stuff. It's all smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors! It all seems like, like it had to be luck, pretty much. Like, I you could kick it luck. at him. 
Yeah, you could hope. You and there's hope like a, there's like a five percent chance that if it if it hits him in the leg, it's going to go the right direction. Yeah, the, you have to right. stop. You have to stop the rotational force and redirect it all into directional force. Not necessarily. I mean, it could spin into his leg. Still, it could. Yeah, it just has really, to. That lowers the chance of it working. Yeah, but it, it as long as that point ends up on the leg, if it's a sharp enough blade. As long as that point ends up facing the leg at the right moment. Slide right in there. Yeah, but what if it's facing your foot at the right moment? <laughs> like you go to kick the blade. Like, God she's damn it! Least, oh, this is worse. She's at least wearing a shoe. <laughs> Although she did block a sword with her forearm. Yeah, at one she point. did. That was crazy. It's like she thought she was Wonder Woman or something. What are you doing? You ain't got no gauntlets. You ain't got the gauntlets, Colleen. What are you doing? <laughs> get um, some gauntlets. Lo- loved loved all this Colleen stuff and. Finally, we get one... Danny finally knows one thing about himself, and that's nice to finally have one piece of information about Danny's desires. He wants to just be Danny. He doesn't want to be anyone's sack man. Right. That's that's all we know. That's the only... He doesn't want to be controlled. He just wants to live his life. I don't even know that that's it. That's definitely in there. There's a little bit of, like, everyone wants Danny to be something else. Yeah, and Danny's like, "I am Danny. I am my first. He's he's still trying to find his destiny. He's yeah, he's trying to find himself. And and twelve episodes in, and I think centering his chi in this case has something to do with him discovering himself, believing, <laughs> believing that what he is doing is right, believing that what he is doing is his destiny. Right, right. Which takes, he was fairly certain of until." Bakudo uh, manipulated him with Colleen and made him question his his. Yeah, once he question questions himself. everything about himself and his life, then that's when the Iron Fist doesn't work. And so, in that moment, I mean, he that, knew he wanted, he didn't want to be anyone's sack man. Like that's that's literally the only thing we know for sure about Danny Rand is he doesn't want to be anyone's sack man. <laughs> uh, other than that, we're we're real unclear about his motivations. I mean, once you once you start to doubt yourself, you you can't summon your Iron Fist. You know how it goes. Yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. Getting old sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, it's just it's high pressure situations, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. I know. How it goes. Thanks, man. I knew you'd understand. Yep. Yep. Solidarity, bro. <laughs> Well, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I'm proud member of the show. I'm sorry, no, we're not done. We're not done. I just don't know where we go from there. Um, okay, I'm okay. Oh man. So Joy's been shot. That's a bummer. Joy got shot. What if she comes back just mad? Just like, you brought this on me, Harold. Cuts his head off right there. She's getting very manipulated by Harold. Ah, oh, God, they all are. Harold's the worst. Harold's really the worst. Such a bad father. Right? Like, that speech he gives about how Ward is such a disappointment right before he... He thinks he's dead, and he gives a speech about how much of a disappointment his son is and how his daughter should never trust him again. Yeah, and then says to his daughter, like, I'm sorry for picking him over you. Yeah, there's a there's basics of parenting where you don't pick, si- you don't yeah, you pick, don't a, pick favorite. a favorite. Yeah, you don't pick a favorite. And if don't. you do, you don't tell him. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have a favorite. Let's, let's be real. Let's be real. There's going to be a favorite involved, but you don't tell them. That's very rude. <laughs> 
Very rude. Uncalled for. Poof, <sighs> even. And then he's like, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> it's like I've done my duty as a parent. Right. I've been I've gone full dick. <laughs> I've gone I've gone full asshole. Cut my head off. Do it. <laughs> what an asshole. Ah, I God. really really hate Harold. Um and Ward is just not, they're just the main characters on this show I don't like. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Colleen is the closest thing I have to a main character that I like. And I love her. Uh, but I feel like the main characters of the show are Danny Rand and the Meachams. They've been in it since the beginning, and they've been kind of like the main source of conflict. And 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 now it's, you know, I like that we haven't had to deal at all with these last two episodes. I don't think we've dealt at all with the business stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're just yeah. worried about actual hand bad guy stuff which is nice yeah we get into the uh the superhero part of it yeah like we dealt with the danny rand corporation kind of thing now we're dealing with the superhero part of it but at the end of this episode the dea was up on him so like right what implications does that have for the company what who called the dea i mean obviously the the ward says it's harold world ward said it's it's harold harold set you up which like puts this weird dynamic why between would him and him ward up? And Harold. Why would Harold do that? Well, because he wants Danny out of the picture. Because, like, here lately, it's been his talk of, like, oh, you, me, and Ward, we're, we're going to get back to running Rand. And the Iron Fist and the Hand, they killed each other. Oh, crap. The Iron Fist survived. We got to take him out. I just feel like it's more likely that Ward called the DEA. I don't know. And that he told him that it was Harold. So that when Danny comes and confronts Harold, it he, will poison him against joy, poison joy against him. What if it's his thought? What if it was in fact Ward setting Danny up so that, and then he told Danny about it, and he said Harold did it so that Danny would come and kill Harold. Possibly, but I don't know that Danny. I don't know that he believes Danny would kill Harold. But I think it is possible he would come confront Harold, fight Harold, whatever, and that might make Joy question Harold, Maybe. which might drive a wedge between Joy and Harold, which is what Ward wants more than anything. I think. Yeah, he just wants to, he wants to get away from him. Yeah, like I, I found Ward to be very uninteresting for the first long part of this season, mm-hmm. and. Now, like since he's like finally like pulling guns and trying to fight people and like just yeah. trying to save her, like that was that was pretty interesting. But then he he just kind of slumped back into defeated Ward and just I didn't like him again. Like mm. there was this bright shining moment for Ward when he had the gun pointed at everybody and was like, "She's coming with me," and I was like, "Yeah, do it, do the thing, Ward, take control of your life away from your dickhead dad." Right, and then he's just like, "Oh." Now we're stuck again. And I'm like, oh, all right. You're just gonna, you're just gonna not do anything now. Great. Yeah. Maybe in the last episode, he'll do something and redeem himself. Well, I think, I think this, I think, I think maybe what he just did with the DEA might've been a maneuver of his. Um, I don't know that that was actually Harold. Could be. Could be. I guess we'll find out. I mean, there's only one episode introducing the DEA and like, it's weird to be going into the final episode and not knowing at all. Who the who the big villain of the piece is? Yeah, I guess Harold. Like in the last episode, it should be 
by all like you know normal standards, it should be the final battle sequence between whoever it's going to be. Yeah, um, like this was where good and evil finally pick their sides and have a fight. Yeah, this was where like Matt Murdock was. He was like, I'm I'm going to take care of Wilson Fisk. Yeah, and he like, does that. He does that. It, or where he, Matt Murdock goes after the hand full bore with the support of Punisher. Yeah. Um or where Jessica Jones like goes like, after I'm going, Kilgrave. I'm going after Kilgrave. I'm gonna in, do it. In a normal setup, that's what this is, but I don't see that we have a unified force of bad guys. Um and as as we've said, this isn't doesn't end here, you know? Yeah. This goes on to Defenders. Okay, give me a uh over under fifty percent uh are we gonna get any other defenders in this final episode? No. No? Well, I take that back. <clears throat> We're not going to get any defenders helping him. It's his battle, his fight, his fight to, to fight, his problem to solve. But there are going to... I think that there's, there's a chance where we could get f- uh, flashes of the other defenders. Like, you know, we, we solved this little problem, but it opened up the door to this big problem. We got to call some people... Or not not even we gotta call some people, but like, you know, I I gotta go to this place and he just meets up like in the lobby or something with the rest of the defenders and right. they all are there. They all have their own reason for being there. And he's just like, Hey guys, yeah. Is this where we wait? I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say it's less likely that I'm, we're gonna I see. I would say last two minutes of the show. defenders, but I'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> I'd really like for this to just go ahead and get started. I because it almost feels like this was the final episode. You know, of, of of Iron Fist, the season one of Iron Fist. Like, yeah, that would have been a great cliffhanger right there. That, well, I mean, you've got the Meachams kind of have reached homeostasis, some sort of homeostasis. Um, the Davos, Davos and Danny storyline kind of wrapped up, and you see the hurt, hurt Davos leave. There will be consequences for this brother. Yeah, and that's that's super, you know... Like, well, oh, I know what he means. And Bakudo, being so far the big bad of this thing, uh, is dead? <laughs> Question well, mark. He's not, though. Is he? He was talking about his sword having killed so many different kinds of peoples, like tyrants and, and conquerors. Yeah, his and sword, kings. not necessarily him, though. True, but I, the way that I interpreted it is that. He's one of the he's, undying. Yeah, he's one of the people like Madame Gao who have been alive forever. And it's very possible, but we don't know that for we sure. We don't know that for sure, but that's how I took it. Um, and, and you know, it's the gift that, that they give to, you know, the select few. And he very well could be one of those select few. And, yeah. I mean, either way, they, they don't want somebody to get their hands on the body of a hand leader. Why is the body important? Why is the body important? Is there something in there? Is he hiding a scroll or something? Like, what the hell? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, unless... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) If he's not dead, why would they sneak the body away? Except to just keep the mystery of the hand alive. (laughs) Um, All right. Smoke bomb. Yeah, I I think they definitely left it open-ended where he could come back. But it definitely... it's It's still Colleen standing up to him... It could have been a last. It could have been the last episode of the season. Is all my point is. Yeah, and yeah. it could have been 
with a little bit more because for one thing, Danny Rand. Well, of course, I'm I'm not really caring about the Danny Rand show. I'm watching the Colleen Wing show. Yeah, you are. And so I'm like, hey, that was fine. That's that wraps <laughs> oh, that's it up for me. That's good closure right there. That's good closure. She's free of her sensei. She's um, got a boy toy. <laughs> yeah, she's doing tai chi with her boy toy. Listens to rap music. Like uh, it's all good. I like it. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoyed that scene. They're um, doing tai chi together and Anderson, holding hands. That Anderson Pock song. <laughs> Uh, playing while they <laughs> while they did touchy that was cool i like that yeah i like the when they make choices on the show and they have like interesting sort of juxtapositions just like they had that weird video game music and that we- elevator fight with the the choppy choppy dudes oh yeah the hatchet man that was wonderful yep um they tried to do some similar cuts like yeah that, they did they, they did some they did some split screening again yeah, the whole, but it's like, weird that it's only happened twice yeah like that's a cool thing it's a neat thing i'm absolutely down f- if you're for gonna it. if you're gonna do that keep it going like yeah. that let that be the the unique cinematography element and you know um with that you can you can kind of help out your fight scenes not being quite as great by having them just look really cool on screen. You know, like Daredevil had the thing of like the big oneer, the hallway oneer. Yeah, so good. It's so good. And, you know, that's the that's the thing that Daredevil has for him is that amazing choreography. And Jessica Jones has that that really weird filter of like we're not sure what's her brain doing crazy things and what, you know, what's what. Luke Cage has that has his like Getting shot is whatever for him, and he's just ripping yeah. things out of walls well, and beating Luke the hell out of Luke people. Luke Cage is a cool, just like it's a different fighting style. They all have different fighting styles. Well, Jessica Jones doesn't really fight much. Yeah, she doesn't really have fight sequences. Right. Her, she, her she's thing, a she's a detective. Her thing is being an investigator and right. like sneaking around and stuff. Luke Cage's fights are interesting because they're just like so. He's just walking. He through is a it. tank. He just walks through, grabs whatever, grabs whoever he wants, throws them against walls. It's just. He's he, he's super fun. He's he's really cool to watch because he's just so calm about it and just like wow, this whirlwind is screaming around you of bullets and angry people and you're just beating the hell out of all of them. <laughs> whirlwind like, of bullets and angry people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like whatever. So like give Danny his own thing. The cuts, the the multi-screen or the the split-screen thing, the multi-angle fight was really cool. In episode four and then episode twelve, like, look, can we do that again, please? Yeah, it was cool, and it, it happened so far apart and so sparse throughout the series that I was surprised it, by it when it happened yeah, this time. I was like, "Whoa, there's that!" It almost it took almost me out of it. Remember. Yeah, it did. Yeah, me too. Instead of being like, "Oh, cool, another fight scene with a split screen," it was like, "Oh, hey, I remember when they did that in episode four or whatever." Right? Like um, having to remember, like, "Oh, yeah, there was that elevator thing that I thought, like, shit, the series is really picking up." Yeah, I was like, "This is." I remember saying, "Like, this was a really great fight. They finally did something neat." And then they waited till now to do it again. They were like, "Gotcha, bitch." Yeah, but anyway, anyway I think we're ready to move on to uh, watch the final episode and talk yeah. about it. All right, so uh, guys, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, and uh. You give us a call at 573-CAST-MCU to leave any voicemails. Uh, we'll be with you guys very soon. Uh, hope you have a great week. Until next time, true believers.